On Shabbos, we read about the great confrontation between Yosef and Yehuda, and subsequently the great revelation where Yosef revealed himself to his brothers. And the question is, how can it be that during this whole long ordeal, it never crossed their minds that Yosef might be their long-lost brother? And what about Yosef himself? Wasn't he afraid of blowing his cover? It never dawned on him that the brothers might think, maybe this person who is giving us so much grief is our brother? How does he have so much information about us? He knows our names and the order of our births. Why is he only targeting us for harassment? He's accusing us of theft and espionage. Think about this. There was a famine in the entire world. And anyone seeking to buy food had to travel to Mitzrayim. Yosef was the viceroy of Egypt essentially serving as the CEO and director of the entire food supply. Given the scale of the operation, Yosef likely had a sophisticated system in place with various shops and stands, cashiers and managers to handle the influx of customers purchasing grain. It would have been practically impossible for him to personally attend to every individual customer. Yet, when it came to the brother's turn to buy grain, who was found behind the counter? None other than Yosef himself. Shouldn't this have raised suspicions? Why is he directly handling our order? Doesn't he have executive duties to attend to? So how could Yosef take such a significant risk? So I saw a very powerful answer. Yosef was certain that his brothers would never even entertain the possibility that their brother who they wrote off at age 17, the one that they threw into a pit with snakes and later sold as a slave to Arab merchants, could one day rise to the level of becoming the ruler of the most powerful country in the world. When Yosef approached his brothers as a teenager and he told them about his hopes and dreams and his vision for the future, they ridiculed him. They labeled him a dreamer, a loser. He won't amount to much. He's slave material. That's his potential. The idea that he could rise to such prominence and power seemed so implausible to his brothers. And that is why Yosef was never afraid that they would uncover his true identity. What a lesson. Sometimes we have preconceived notions about people. And as a result, we have a tendency to write them off. They're not talented. They don't exude confidence. They don't have charisma. They didn't receive the proper education. They never attended the elite yeshivas and seminaries. They're average at best. But oftentimes, it's the dreamers and visionaries that we've cast off, the ones we never fathomed of ever being successful, are often the ones who go on to accomplish amazing things. We must never cast anyone aside, because every Jew has a divine soul. Every Jew has limitless potential. After Yosef revealed himself to his brothers, they were left speechless. They were deeply embarrassed. They couldn't even face him. So Yosef tried to calm them down. He told his brothers, Don't be sad. And let it not be disappointing in your eyes that you sold me here. And the question is, since when is disappointment related to the eyes? Aren't all emotions in the heart? So why did Yosef say, And perhaps it's this idea. Even if you are disappointed with your child or friend or spouse, don't let it project from your eyes. Show them that you still have confidence in them. We can't always control the feelings in our heart. But don't reveal your true feelings through your face. Keep it concealed in your heart. 
Even when we know there's no reason to be angry or sad or worried, the heart doesn't comply. We lay down and our heart starts pounding. And we can't control that. Our heart has a mind of its own. But at least we should keep it internal. What we can control is our exterior. What we project to our spouse and children and people around us. When they look into our eyes, they should see our belief and confidence in them. We must never underestimate the resolve and determination of every yid. I recently read the story of IDF Major Benjamin Almekas. When he was just 16 years old, he traveled from his home in France to attend high school in Israel. After completing high school, his parents urged him to return to France to study for his degree. Two months after he started college was October 7th. The next day, his mother saw him crying. What happened, she asked him. He said, Mom, I can't stay here in France. I must go back home to Israel. I will make Aliyah and marry my fiancé in Israel. The wedding was set for November 12th. Binyamin made Aliyah and enlisted in the IDF. On November 8th, just a few days before his wedding day, on his 29th birthday, Binyamin was killed in Gaza. His father said, We came to walk our son down the aisle, and we ended up escorting him to his final resting place. But the story does not end here. After the Shiva, Binyamin's heroic parents, along with their children, made the decision to make Aliyah. Binyamin was a dreamer. He had visions of living and raising a family in Israel, And it turned out his entire family ended up settling in Israel. We may never discourage the dreams and visions of our children. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.